God, of your people, to give them a mind to change, to give them a mind to want to live for you, to want to serve you and know who you are in the fullness, in the resurrection of your power, God, because we know that your truth is everlasting. Your love endures always, God, and we know that you have all power in your hand, and we're grateful for you sharing that power with us, God, the power to sustain us, to keep us, oh God, and allow us to endure in these lasting evil days with a mind to serve you, God, to overcome the fleshly thoughts and deeds, God, that we may abide in your perfect will and live before you that you will be pleased and glorified. God, let us go throughout this week thinking on others much more than ourselves. How we can minister your word into somebody that's lost and dying and sin, God, that doesn't know who, who you are or how to serve you. Give us the wisdom and knowledge that we need to live a life before you and that we may be pleasing in your eyesight to draw souls unto you because they can't come except you draw them, God. But let, them live, let us live that life that they will see a difference in our lives and want you for themselves. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, God, deliver your people because we need it. Even if we're confessing you, we yet need deliverance from our own thoughts and our own ideas, God. Because as your word says that our thoughts are not yours and neither our ways are, are yours, God. But we want to line up with your word so that it will seem as if we are just in perfection with your word. Because you told us that we could be perfect even as you are perfect, God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We bless you. We honor you and we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, God, use me for your glory. Oh, God, let my thoughts decrease that yours word may be magnified and exalted and pleased. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, I thank you. And I glorify your holy name on today. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you again for this opportunity. We thank you that you have a mind to tune in to hear us once again. And we want to tell you where you can find us on YouTube at the um, Resurrected Church. Our emblem on the on TRC for the Resurrected Church is a blue and white emblem with TRC We're on YouTube. You can also find us on um, Google and in the Play Stores on your phones or on the Apple Store. Um, you can also find us. And when soon, as, as I said on my last video, we will be on Facebook Live doing our, posting our videos as well. We're just waiting on a few things to uh, finish up for that part. But once we do, we'll let you know that we are coming live to you on Facebook with the message that God gives us at that time. At this time, I'll be going to Acts, the 16th chapter. And in that, in that um, the beginning of it, the prelude of it is, you find that Paul and Barnabas were, were in Antioch preaching the word with Silas. And... Many others, they were there while they were preaching the word of God. And Paul wanted to return to the cities where they had already preached the word. To see how the people were doing and to just check on them. You know, just strengthen them. To give them strength and encouragement from where they had left them. And they was wanted the desire to return to them. Just to check on the, the status of the souls that they had helped come into the knowledge of Christ. And who he was and how to serve him. And... Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement because of who they wanted to take with them. Barnabas wanted to take John Mark, whereas Paul wanted to take Silas. So in that dispute, they ended up separating. And Paul took Silas, 
and they separated and went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the church, where Barnabas and John Mark went a different way, but they still continued in ministry. They had a disagreement, but at the end of the day, they still did what was necessary. They came to where they needed to go to minister the word of God to the souls of the people. And as they traveled, Paul met Timothy, who also began to follow Paul, and he considered Timothy to be his son. He went on to Macedonia where he was shown in a vision that Macedonia needed help. So he went there and helped them, and then he went on to Philippi where they met Lydia, seller of purple, who worshipped God, and her heart was open to receive the words that Paul had spoke, and she invited them into her house. So I'm going to begin at verse 16 reading. I just wanted to give a prelude of what was taking place leading up to the point of verse 16. And verse 16 reads, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. And my message for today is bound to be delivered. We, we realized that he was in bondage, but it was in, his bondage was not only for his purpose, but for someone else that was in the midst, that was there. Paul was bound and Silas was bound, but it was a purpose for it, and it was for someone else's need more than theirs. So as they went on ministering the word and going into in prayer, going to, each day going to prayer, they was bothered daily by a woman that was possessed with the spirit of divination. And that means she was com she communicated with a deity for the purpose of receiving knowledge of a decision or discernment of the future. So she prophesied to bring her master's money. She used the gift that she had that the that her masters had given her for gainsaying for her, their own benefit. It wasn't to benefit souls or to give a word from God because a deity is a divine spirit. It's a powerful spirit. It can be a, a God or it can be a demonic force as well. But it's how you use this spirit. And she used it for the wrong reason. It was to gain for, for natural gain. And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. So she followed behind Paul and Silas, telling the people who they were. And continuing in this daily, just telling them, these, these men come from God. They come to show you salvation. And that's good news. But the masters was using that for their purpose for gain. To like, it, okay, it's a hinder of distraction. We're going to tell the people who they is before they can tell the people who they are. And it, was a, it, it, it didn't bother Paul at first. He paid it no mind. But I'm sure as they continued on and she continued the same spirit in her, continued to do the same thing. It probably got annoying to Paul. And this did she many days. But Paul being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. 
And this is the authority that Paul had in him showing that the spirit, that the power of God was way stronger than this, this demonic force that was working in this lady. And he just spoke the word. I command this you to come out of him. And the very same hour the spirit had to come out because he did it in the name of Jesus, of the Most High God. The same followed Paul and us crying. These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew, for, shew unto us the, the way of salvation. So he commanded the, the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he told, Jesus tells us in his word that we can ask or command anything in his name and it'll be done. So Paul used that at that opportunity to command this evil spirit to come forth, and in doing so, it made the the um her masters angry because they want their money, they they want their gain. He took away from them their natural gain. But at the end of the day, do we use our power and authority for such purposes as this? We can be going through different things, knowing that it's the spirit. In those in different people that try to hinder us or distract us, but do we allow, allow them to continue in that, or do we speak up and allow the word of God to be manifested and cast those things out, or put love on the people to let them know that, that what you're doing is wrong and you need to change your ways? It's up to us to realize what power and authority that we have in us that God gave. He died and gave, and He said when He died, He that He ascended back to glory but he left us with the power that we needed and that power was to cast out demons to bind the strongholds of the enemy so we can stand and have power within us to overcome our fleshly deeds to live a life that's pleasing in the eyesight of God and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers so they Mad because they, you done messed up our money. Why you do this? We gonna, we, okay, we got something for you. So they snatched up Paul and Silas. I'm sure it, was a, it took a lot of them to do it, not just a couple of people, or two people, or a few people. But they, they got Paul and Silas after they got the people uproared about who Paul and Silas was. And made them feel like what Paul and Silas was doing wrong. Now the whole time. Paul and Silas doing this and, and they allowing the woman to follow them, the masters are not saying anything. They don't care about what Paul and Silas are doing because they're distracting what's taking place ahead of time. They're, they're allowing the woman to speak with who they the Paul and Silas are and they're allowing her to speak futuristic things of what's about to take place. So it's not bothering them at this time, but as soon as Paul cast this demon out of her, they get upset and they want to fuss about it. So after he ignored her and then he, he cast out the demon, the, the um, masters got upset and they brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. So they wanted to say that the things that Paul and Silas was doing was troublesome. They was wrong in it because it, it's troubling to the city if it's not benefiting to them. And you have people like that today in leadership, in a, places in authority, not just in ministry, but in leadership places in all kinds of areas. Where if it's not beneficial to them, 
then they want you gone. They want they don't want no parts of what you're doing because it's not beneficial to them. Whether it's souls coming in, money coming in, because most people today you find the ministry are so caught up with the idea of gaining financially that they forget about the souls of the people. The people they're not concerned with God's souls anymore like they it once was. When I first came in, my soul was what was most important to to the leader in the place where I was coming into. What mattered to the, to my leader at that time was me being saved, me being delivered from sin, me getting my full deliverance and knowing who God was and how to live for Him. But you don't find that today. Today you hear people saying, "If you if you 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 got to pay to receive a word, send a blessing and you will receive a word." But the word of God was has been paid for over two thousand years ago when He came to this natural earth, lived a life and chose to go to the cross for our sins. He paid the ultimate price when he gave his life. But instead of just focusing on what the price that was already paid, they'll tell you you have to pay them for what they can give you, a prophetic word, which I don't believe is prophetic. If it's not something that's taking place in the future of what's to come, how can you prophesy to me what's already written? People will tell you, if you give this or give that, how you will be blessed. But if the Word of God already told me, if I live right, I'm already blessed. Ask what I will and it will be given to me. It's according to my faith and believing what the Word of God says. And that's the issue. That's where it hurts so bad today. Because we don't see leaders that are concerned for the souls of God people anymore. It's all beneficial of what and how they can gain for themselves and if the souls that are coming in are not beneficiaries if they're not if it can be a homeless person they're already in need of natural things but they're more in need for their soul because if they if you bring a homeless person into a ministry and they're lacking food clothes shelter and then they don't know who God is that's a lot of lack from a, in a lot of areas Give them naturally so what they need without any expectation from them for it. But at the same time, give them what they need for their soul because in doing that, you're opening up their eyes to who God is and that God can bless them from that situation. And we've left people in, in bondage so long to where it's all about me. And I'm, I'm just speaking literally, me saying the individual. It's all about people themselves and how they it can benefit you and the body or or your personal ministry and that's not what this case it should be about so the people of God need us he told us in his word the harvest is right but the laborers are few we have so many people that confess God today that say they're living for the, the word of living for Jesus Christ they, he's their personal savior that they live for him on a daily basis saying it and then having action behind the lifestyle is two different things. I look different than everybody I'm around. They know it's a difference in me. Because I don't dress like anybody else. I don't, I don't carry myself like anybody else. But at the same time, in my doing that, I can't just look the part and not have compassion for the souls of God's people. I still have to go out of my own self-way to be concerned enough to tell somebody, Jesus loves you. Try. Read your word. 
Ask him to open up your understanding because it's good to hear the preacher, but at the same time, you still need to read the Word of God. Know what it's saying and apply it to your life so you can come out of sin in the fullness. Amen. I'm going to continue on on, this, um, on these verses. Um, back on 20. And brought them the... And they bought all 19. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the rulers. They took them to court and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. And now, like I said, it was no problem before they cast out the demon. But now they're troubling the city. You feel like Paul and Silas is troubling the city. And the only thing they're doing is ministering the word of God. Bringing the people the word in prayer. And I'm sure in that times ministering to those that were concerned enough to want to hear the word of God. Because they wanted something for their souls. When you get tired of a thing and you desire more. Most people don't realize that in that tiredness God is trying to get your attention. In that frustration, he's trying to draw you to him. But instead, we go from one person to the next, asking for ideas, asking their opinion of how they feel about the matter, instead of turning to Jesus. He's the burden bearer. God puts people in ministry to be leaders, but we're supposed to lead the people to him, not take on the burdens ourselves. We can't bear the burden. Because it's putting more stress on us when we do that. But we should be leading them to him so they could have that personal relationship with God to know who he is. To know that he is the deliverer of your situation. He's the sustainer that keeps your soul when you're going through or keeps your mind when you're frustrated or things aren't going right. Or maybe on your job or in your home. Whatever the case may be. God is the one that we're supposed to lead the people to and not take on the burdens ourselves. But instead, that's what you find today. We want to hear something quick that will carry us through. And instead of leading the people to God, we give them our own opinion. Yes, God can be giving you a word for them. But after you've given that word to the souls of the people, still, babe, I need you to read such and such. Pray. Whatever it takes for you to come into that place, whatever it takes for you to be delivered, stay on your knees, stay in prayer, seek the face of God while he is near, while he yet may be found because we don't know when he may take his hand off of this earth. The people in, of, of today are so caught up with themselves and they, the generations of, that are coming in, you cannot tell them what they can and cannot do. Because they're going to challenge you with everything that you tell them that they can't do to prove to you that they can. I have a son that is that way right now. If you tell him he can't, he's going to prove to you he can. Whether it's written to, to be wrong or not, just to show you that you're wrong. And that's what generation that we see in today's children. Don't tell me I can't be this, that, or the other. And and you telling me your the reason is that you're saying I can't is not good enough because they don't see your reasoning as we might see it as sin and what the destruction of it what it may cause behind if you go that route they don't see that they only see you saying I can't I'm going to show you I can without any consequences and sure it may not be any consequences right then 
but they do come. But our generations doesn't look at that. That the next gen the generations that are coming on, they don't see that. They only see, I'm okay. I made it through, and I proved you wrong. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be with love and kindness. Win the souls of, to God. Show them that it's a better way than the route you're taking. Show them that God is the answer to every situation, every need, every desire, every fulfillment that you could ever ask or think that you may want later on in life. God is the one that will grant it and give it to you. We have our dreams and our desires of what we want to be, how we want to be. But if they don't include God, you can be blessed. But will that blessing stand? Will you? Will it be ever enduring? Will it last? That's the question. Is it something for a moment? Because you get, you have people get burnt out so quick with little things that when it is not going their way after a while, they give up and try something else. But you got to be steadfast, and and be steadfast in the word. Lead the people to God so they can grow in that. That's, that's what I'm asking. Lead us today. That's what I challenge you to do. Forget about you. Forget about your wants, your desires, what the people can do to you, how much more you can gain by getting more souls in. That doesn't matter if you're not helping their soul come into the knowledge of Christ. Quit tiring yourself out with the things that you want, what's pleasing to you, what's pleasing to your flesh. Because that's what you're pleasing. In the, in, the, in the end, if you're doing more things that are tiresome to you in the end and you don't have time for the souls, then you're doing what's pleasing to your flesh. God will not tire you out like that. He will not wear you down with natural things when the souls of his people are going lacking and they're, they're not getting what they need. And that's the word and deliverance. I'm going back to it. And brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Now he had excuse now, oh, well, I'm a Roman, so I can't receive what they're saying. I can't receive this word from them because my religion is different. That's another issue that we have today, the, the church of of God is divided tremendously. You have everybody confessing to be a Christian, but they are Baptist, Pentecostal, Holiness, Methodist, every type of religion, but no one is coming together for the souls of the people, for the sakes of the souls of God people. It's this church over here, this church over there. And at the end of the day, for me to sit here and, and have a ministry, this wasn't our choice. We would have never chose to be anybody's pastor or leader over anything to pertain to ministry. We were content in the area we was in. But when your soul begins to hunger and thirst for more from God, you have to come to another level. You can't just stay in the place you're in and you're crying out for more. And that was my situation. I wanted more of knowing who God was. How can I get into a, a better place in God? And having a more sincere relationship with him to and obeying what he desires for my life without me seeking him and trying to find out who he is for myself. I heard what the leader had to say. I got deliverance, delivered from sin through the leader. The leader taught me salvation through the word and giving up drinking, smoking, fornication, lusting, adultery, lying, backbiting. All of those things, it was 
the leader taught me how to give up. Taught me how to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I have the true indwelling Holy Ghost because of the leader, Apostle Margaret McDill. I have the Holy Ghost. She taught that. She taught the Word of God when I first came into the ministry of how to live for God and receive Him in the fullness. And I never forget that because I, I have a mind to serve God because of her. Because of the teaching that she instilled in me. But when I began to cry out for more and hunger for more, it was time for me to come to another place in God. And I had to go beyond that place in ministry to get where I am, to get to this place. And, and beyond, I know it's, I, don't, I can't stop with now. I have to continue in it. Stay on my knees, design that relationship with God, want to be in that place with Him to please Him, to obey and trust His Word, live a life that's clean before Him. And that is my desire. That should be all of our desires. Not considering I belong to this ministry so I can't fellowship with you. It's not about that. He said we are many members in one body. He's the body. And if we're confessing that body, we should be uniting as the body to win souls, gathering people to come into knowledge of who, knowing who God is. To have a mind to want to serve Him and abide in His will and do what His will is for the upbringing of the kingdom. We don't want to see souls dying and going to hell. I don't. And if it's something I can do to help a soul, God leading guide me to that. Show me what to do according to your will, to win a soul for Christ. Because what's important is being in the will of God. Remaining steadfast in His will. And obeying what His, His will is. And the only way you're going to know what His will is, is to seek Him. Study your word. Fast and pray. Some things He told us, we can only, they can only come out by fasting and praying. I gave up the easy things. I gave up the lying, fornication, adultery, all those things. I gave up those things. But now it's time to get in a place where I won't allow the, my flesh to hinder my spirit so that I can please God in the fullness. So that I won't be bound to things that pertain to my flesh where it won't, it would, and it, it'll hinder my soul from growing in God and serving God and knowing who God is. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So they, they after they threw them in jail, I'm, I'm assuming because it's saying they made their feet fast, which means firm, in the stocks. So it had to be some handcuffs or whatever that was fastened to the floor that once they put them in, you can't move. It was firm in it. And in doing so, I mean, the magistrate looking at, the jailer looking at, okay, these people, they won't throw them in the inner jail, so I got to make sure they don't get away. I got to make sure that nothing happens to them because I don't want to be held accountable. So they threw them in the inner court, in the, in the inner um, prison. And in doing so, they, they locked them down and make, try to make sure they don't get away. And at midnight, 
Paul and Silas prayed and sang Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Now they most people when you get thrown in, I have a, a family member that tells his testimony often. He went to jail and he began to cry out to God at night to for deliverance. You don't you don't cry out while everybody can hear you. You be quiet doing it. I even went to jail one time and for tickets that didn't pay. And I'm looking like, God, why is this happening to me? Knowing I was the one that was wrong, but Paul and Silas was not wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. Only thing they did was minister the word of God. And we should be trying to get to that place where if we had to go to jail for the word of God's sake, would we be willing to do so? Because the only thing it'll hurt if you do is your flesh. It, it won't hurt anything else. That's your opportunity to minister to someone that may be in a worse situation than you. That may need the word of God. If we're not doing it on the outside, God may make it where you're going on the inside to win souls. But it's got to be willing and obedient to want to do it. we got to be caring for the souls of God people. We need to care for the souls of God people. He delivered us. we got to look on others as well and not just take this blessing as our own because it doesn't belong to just us. Souls in, in general need God. They need His Word. They need to know who He is and what He consists of. People are living in bondage and they don't even realize how bound they are. They don't think it's because of sin that they go through. Long as people are content with what's taking place and if it's not hurtful to them or painful, they stay in that same situation. And that's not good. We know what it consists of. We know that the what areas they're in at that time and that they need to come out. And that's why we should be willing to go win and willing, willing to go help them. Showing love and compassion and what Jesus consists of. How his, much his love is way greater than the, the things that they're going through. Way greater than any man or woman could ever give. His love is way greater. It fulfills every need, every desire, every want, every lack. God's words, his, his love fulfills that. And, and they prayed at midnight. But in their praying, they didn't pray silently. They didn't sing silently. The prisoners heard everything that Paul and Silas had to say. And I'm sure when they sung, they, some of them probably joined in. Because you ain't going to hear no good singing. And not join in. You're going to want to be a part of what's taking place. Because anytime you hear something pertaining to God, it's fulfilling to your soul. It brings joy to your soul. It brings peace of mind. And you want more of it. So I'm sure they probably joined in when they heard Paul and Silas praying. And in there doing so. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately... All the doors were open and everyone's hands, bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had, had been fled. He, was, he thought they had escaped. Now everybody could hear Paul and Silas singing and praying except the prison guard. He ain't heard nothing. 
and you know they have to be doing some powerful singing for everybody else to hear it, and then it go past the prison guard. He was the one supposed to be on guard. He was supposed to hear everything that was taking place. As being a keeper, but instead he woke to the earth shaking and hearing the um, seeing everybody's handcuffs loosed. And that it scared him. So he thinking, oh, I was supposed to keep these prisoners more than any of them. But all of them bands loose. Everybody must be done escaping. I might as well kill myself. That was the wrong idea. Because self-murder is, is, you shall never condemn for hell. You kill yourself. And the keeper of the prison, awakened awaken out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, and sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? This message right here is, it wasn't about Paul and Silas being in prison. It was about this soul right here. This one soul that realized it must be a God for y'all, these prison doors to come open, y'all chains been loosed, and yet you remained here. They could have escaped. He probably realized they could have escaped. But he realized they, they chose to stay. And Paul stayed for that soul. He was concerned for that one soul. And the man could have went on and went he, his way and thought, okay, what they done done to loose these bands? How did they get out? I need to kill all of them. I need to call the guards in and have everyone killed. But no, he realized it's a God. It's one somewhere, and I need to be trying to figure out how I can get to him. So what must I do to be saved? That one man was bound to be delivered. He needed deliverance from the place that he was in, and that was sin. He needed to know who God was. How can I get to him? And what does it take for my life to change, to line up, to get to the place you, you all are in? And they said, Paul and Silas gave him a simple answer. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Now nobody went there but the man, but the jailer. But in him being the head of the house, the main person that runs the house is the husband. That's the order of God. He has the he has the man run the house, he the head, then the man, and then the, the, the um, wife and children. The man realized this. The jailer realized that he needed to get to God. And the only thing he had to do was believe and his whole house would be saved. And God just didn't look up because God know. And if you train up the man to follow God, he going to have his children and his family members follow his order and follow who God is too. He ain't just going to lead them out there in the wilderness, but he's going to bring his household in to serve God, to follow God. And the Bible tells you that. A deacon is husband of one wife, and he trains his children up to follow God. 
but you don't necessarily have to be a deacon. You don't have to have no title. We don't care for titles. You don't have to have a title. The only thing that's necessary is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. So I'm sure that after he, after the jail um, scene they was loose, he probably glad, okay, I, I got an opportunity to not have my own life taken because they didn't escape. So I don't have to take my life. But I want to know who this person is that's giving them this much power and authority that when they sing a song or say a prayer, God will move. That's powerful. But we got to get to that same faith level as Paul did. Just believing. Every faith moves God. Our faith can make God move and change the whole situation of what's about to take place. All it takes is faith. The woman that was at the well, not the woman at the well, the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus on his way to see about Jairus' daughter. But in his, while on his way, she stopped Jesus doing his own business to change his, her situation. She changed it. He stopped. Her faith moved him enough to stop and tell her, your faith has made you whole. Your issue is you clean from it. And that you know that's God. The same man believed that his whole house was saved after. People are yet in bondage. And we as people have to be like Paul and Silas. If we're confessing God. Concerned enough to go out and get those souls. To win those souls. And be and caring enough to show them God is the better way. He's the better opportunity. He's the better chance to serve and have life. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all of his house. So who on today are you willing to help come out of bondage? It's not us that are confessing. Unless you just haven't given up everything that that's not pleasing to God, then yes, you're you you're yet in bondage. But it's it's not about us. It's the, the souls of God's people that we should be willing to help, willing to see through whatever situation they're in, to come into the knowledge of knowing who God is and willing to serve Him. My time is about up because the camera is beeping, but. I thank you for tuning in on today. I'm cutting it out short because I don't want the tape to run out. But I thank you for tuning in on today. I thank you for your listening ears and just giving us the opportunity to minister the word to you. Like I said, I did something I would have never chose. But I know in order to minister the word, I have to stay in it. And I want to live a life that will please God first and be an example to somebody that can want to know and have a better life. Choosing God is the best way. I want to have my life no other way. Wish I would have came in this world serving him and would leave him serving. But I had to go through situations and, and times in my life where I had to learn that it was hurtful, it was painful, and I needed a change. 
I was bound to be delivered from sin, but it was in His timing, and I'm glad it was in His timing because I, I wouldn't have it no other way. I don't want no other way than to live for God, and I thank Him. I thank you for your patience, your time, your opportunity, and I love you on today. God bless you for listening. God bless you for tuning in and giving us the chance to minister the Word of God to you. We hope that something was said that would encourage you to go out and win souls for God, to help somebody come out of bondage and want to live for Jesus. We praise you, we thank you, and we just bless you. We hope you have a blessed Memorial Day weekend. Most people are off work. But we thank you for this opportunity to come in, to listen to us, and we, and we have an opportunity to serve you with what God has given us. God bless you, and we love you. And again, thank you for tuning in. In Jesus' name, we're signing off. Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.